At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here. I want to give it our pro tip for our number one. Amal, it's a great point that you made about watching those lines and basically looking, say, here at South Point. If you're going to bet a Snyder total, it's minus a dollar five. If you're looking at other shops, the same numbers could be minus $1.10, minus $1.15. So you're just giving away juice to the books that you do not necessarily need to do. So when, remember, when you're laying more than, say, $1.10, the juice is going to really eat away at that bankroll over time. So, again, you know, if you're a one-day, just Super Sunday you're going to play, it's not really going to affect you. But if you are a – you're trying to take this seriously and you're trying to be profitable in your bankroll – over time, that's going to make a huge difference over the course of a year. Great point. I mean, just the amount of money. Think about this. People do dumb things and drive halfway across town to save five cents on a gallon of gas. Yep. Even if you got a 25-gallon tank, you're saving, what, $1.25? I mean, so think about how much it's worth to drive actually and actually get a minus 105 as opposed to a minus 110 or 115 or a 110 instead of 115. That's a huge, huge, very good point that I think a lot of novice bettors getting into the space sometimes overlook. That's the pro tip here uh, for the first hour of the show. Again, you have accessed up to 20 of those a day as a VEASAN Pro subscriber. All you have to do is go to VEASAN.com. You can check those out by show and or by sport. Let's bring in Nick Whalen here, Rotowire Senior Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Whalen, substitute the L for the number one. Nick, great to have you back on our last conversation until we get to the final football game of the season. Then again, it's 2023, so it'll all kick off again in September. What are your thoughts over the two weeks? Because your general thoughts here, when you look at these subtle line moves, really hasn't moved that much since the opener with the Chiefs as a favorite. Has anything really grabbed your attention in some of these line moves, either on the side of the total? Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's been pretty static. And I, I think the only thing that really could send this swinging one direction or the other was if we got some sort of news on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And all indications, guys, are that this is going to be, I think it's close to a non-issue as it could be. And you know, I think Mahomes you know, made it out of the AFC title game relatively unscathed. You know, he was hit a few times. He took a few sacks, you know, scrambled, obviously, at the end of the game, looked plenty comfortable. And you know, even despite taking some hits to that ankle, Came out of that game just fine and now has two weeks. So, yeah, I'm not really surprised that this line hasn't moved a whole lot. And, you know, you guys are in the same boat I am. Like, we've had two weeks to analyze every single possible angle of this game. I've talked myself in circles on everything from the total to the spread to all the props. And 
I, I keep coming back to the Eagles. I, I'm still hmm. on Philadelphia here. I, I think we get a relatively close game. I don't think this is a blowout by any means, but I really like the Eagles minus one and a half. And no qualms with that. I think a lot of people are on the same side as you. Uh, Nick, what stands out for you? A lot of people I've talked to, it's the offensive and defensive lines. That's where they feel the advantages. Mm -hmm. And then how much of a downgrade or knock do you put on Kansas City because Mahomes is not 100% healthy? I get everybody's not healthy at this point in time in the season, but Mm -hmm. the guy who's the main trigger man for this team and his limited mobility. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, for me, I I don't really put much of a knock on Mahomes. I, I think he was able to get by Joe Burrow with what we imagined would be a significantly more gimpy ankle in that game than it will be for this one. So I'm not really even considering that in my analysis. I think quarterback is the one spot where Kansas City has the decided advantage, but I think you could make a case that it's either even or tilted in favor of the Eagles at every other position group, you know, and and that includes wide receiver. I I guess tight end, you know, if you want to lump that in with pass catchers, it gets a little more interesting. Obviously, Kelsey is the best pass catcher of this group, but I think overall, I mean, Dallas Goddard is not that far behind Travis Kelsey. I'll take the A.J. Brown uh, Devontae Smith duo over Juju Smith-Schuster and, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I, I think Philly is just the more complete team. You mentioned the offensive and the defensive lines. I think this is a team that if they get even a moderate lead in this game, like I trust Philly's infrastructure running the ball, their ability to, to be more multiple on the offensive end to to kind of sit and preserve that lead. So, you know, what are the, the props that I'm actually looking at, guys? At plus money, uh, the Eagles minus 0.5. So basically they just have to be winning this game at the end of the first quarter. You could get that at plus 125. I expect a hot start from Philly. You know, Nick, I look at it, and sometimes historically, if you look back to, say, the greatest show on turf when they played the Patriots and that offense was supposed to be, you know, put 30-plus up, they get shut down that day, right? Then you kind of flip the script with Brady when they play the Giants and the Patriots offense with Randy Moss that year. That's the best offense, and they get shut down by the Giants. You know, sometimes these games don't play out the way we think from from a, a total perspective. We know these offenses are good, but we don't feel like we have juggernaut offenses because there is no Tyree kill with this Chiefs team this year. They're more methodical instead of that over-the-top team. Are people setting themselves up for a low-scoring game and we might get more offense than we actually expect? Yeah, you know, I've I've gone back and forth on the total, and I I think Philly, especially, their their ability to control the ball on the ground and and run clock is what concerns me there. If if you're an over-better uh, but you're right about Kansas City. I, I mean, these are two of the three best offenses, especially throwing the ball uh, in the league this season. But I, I don't feel like the Chiefs have that same air of invincibility that they had in the past. You know, they, they kind of had that like Golden State Warriors feel to them for a while where it was like, look, if this team is clicking, like if they play their best game and another team plays their best game, the Chiefs are always going to win out. And I, I don't really feel that way. And I don't know if it's as simple as just taking away Tyreek Hill. And, and obviously they deserve a ton of credit for losing Tyreek Hill and still making it to the Super Bowl. But yeah, it doesn't feel to me like this is that, you know, all world level offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then on the other side, you know, Philly's been a fantastic, well-balanced offense all year, but we have some questions about Patrick Mahomes health and it's a different story for Jalen Hurts. But at some point, you know, the Eagles in this game are going to be tested to to the degree that they have to kind of extend Jalen Hurts more than they have the last two games. I think that's probably the biggest mystery for me, even as someone who likes the Eagles is, you know, the way that the game script played out against both the giants and the 49ers. Like we never, we never really had to see Jalen hurts, like go all out, you know, for a second half of a football game. I love the point you just made about the invincibility factor with Kansas city. I think it's kind of gone away a little bit Mm -hmm. compared to what we've seen in the past from a, excuse me, from a Philly standpoint, what concerns you at all for this team? Because they seem like, you know, I think they're just very good across the board in everything. I, You know, there's certain areas you'd say they're great, but I don't see any deficiencies with this team. I agree. I, I agree. And, you know, I mean, we we were talking about them like they're, you know, they're this just, just invincible team and one yeah. of the greatest rosters of all time. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think there's a case that if Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt, uh, this team goes 16-1, and one, right? And we're maybe talking about them in a slightly different light. And, and obviously the schedule plays into that, but it's the NFL. It's not college football. Right. You know, you don't, you don't just get to schedule some FCS teams. Um, like they, they play to who's in front of them. I, I don't really hold that against them uh, to any, to any degree. And yeah, if they played, you know, some, some tougher teams during the regular season, maybe they would have picked up another loss or two, but they also took care of business usually in, in blowout fashion uh, against these inferior opponents. So yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to poke holes in this team, um, you know, the secondary is a strength. I think the one thing you could maybe question is the run defense. I think back to that 
that Green Bay game in late November. And that was when the Packers were, were down real bad. They were at their absolute depth. And obviously the Packers defense allowed like 500 yards to the Eagles, but Green Bay was running all over that Philadelphia defense as well. So if there's one spot where they can be beat, you know, maybe it's Isaiah Pacheco on the ground. Talking to senior analyst uh, Nick Whalen from Rotowire. And Nick, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up what happened earlier this week where it felt like the NBA was trying to steal the headlines from the NFL for at least a 48 hour span there before the trade deadline uh, came and went. I've never seen a conference as a whole feel like they got a whole lot better across the board like the Western Conference did in the last 48 hours. What do you make of that sudden sea change, it feels like, where maybe you can make the argument that four teams in the West got better? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Phoenix uh, that took the biggest leap forward. And I think the Clippers went with more of a quantity over quality approach, bringing in a lot of depth pieces. I mean, they're now like a 12 or 13-man team. It's kind of ridiculous how much depth they have. Uh, obviously Dallas got better bringing in Kyrie. You could kind of quibble about long-term, you know, whether that's actually worth it. And I assume the Lakers are the other team you're alluding to. And look, I mean, the Lakers struck out on Kyrie. There there wasn't really anybody else out there. Who's that much of a difference maker. But I think given the circumstances, the Lakers did about as well as they could. Uh, You know, obviously they're, they're buried right now. They're in 13th in the West. So they have some work to do, but Getting someone like Malik Beasley is so, so huge for a team that had no shooting whatsoever. He's going to fit in seamlessly. They needed someone like Jared Vanderbilt. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell is an upgrade. But the biggest thing, guys, that the Lakers did is they got Russell Westbrook off this team. Like, this is addition (laughs) by subtraction. It might be multiplication by subtraction. Like, (laughs) if you're not watching the Lakers night tonight, it's hard to really understand how damaging Russell Westbrook is. Like, he's not the worst player in the league, but he is absolutely the worst player in the league who plays more than 25 minutes per game. He was killing them not only last year, but this year as well. So obviously going from Westbrook to, to Russell is an upgrade, but just getting rid of Russell Westbrook, I think is going to be the biggest difference maker. Yeah. To your point about Russ, I think this guy doesn't realize he's not the player he once was, and it just hasn't sunk in. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, some of the plays and the lack of effort in certain situations, I, the one thing I always respect about Russ was the effort. And so it feels like that's diminished as well. I agree. I, I mean, it, we're getting like big time Allen Iverson Grizzlies, Allen Iverson <laughs> Pistons vibes from, wow. from Russell Westbrook at this point. Um, you know, Brian Windhorst was on ESPN the other night basically saying, look, Russell Westbrook is almost out of chances. Like, it would not be shocking if he's not in the league next year. It's like, what? I, I don't get why, like, the Heat and the Clippers are, are considering bringing him in this season. Like, what is he bringing to a team at this point? I, I don't know what value Russell Westbrook provides other than the name value. And, like, who's a Russell Westbrook fan? At this point. So I don't know. I'm, I'm getting too hyped up about this. But uh, <laughs> you know, to me, Phoenix is the biggest winner by far, not only because they got the biggest fish in Kevin Durant, but I don't think any team above them in the standings really improved. Like if anything, yeah. Denver got worse. They gave away Bones Island for nothing. Yep. Memphis basically stood pat. Sacramento stood pat. Uh, you know, the Clippers, like I said, brought in some role guys. But uh, there's a reason that Phoenix jumped all the way up to the best title odds in the Western Conference overnight, because not only did they get way better, but no other team added a truly difference-making piece to me. I wish you had something to say about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> hey, Nick. Great I'm my lips. <laughs> great stuff. Enjoy Super Sunday, my friend. We'll catch up again next week. There right, is everybody. Time, Thank you. Thank you. Nick Whalen, great stuff. I, I, It's hard to disagree yeah. with what he was saying about Russell Westbrook and what's happened with the Lakers. By the way, the Lakers right now 50-1 to 1 to win the NBA championship. Come on back. More Super Sunday talk next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering about how to hedge potentially, or maybe looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? Well, the VEASAN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at VEASAN.com slash help desk, and it could be answered by one of our experts on air or on VEASAN.com. One of those experts to my right, Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here back with you. As we continue this Super Sunday edition of Big Bets, what a pleasure it is. For me, shameless plug, to have Jordan Sherwood on each and every week on First Strike. We've already had this week's uh, edition come out early on a Tuesday ahead of UFC 284. But let's go out to the great city of Chicago and welcome in Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Wood on ESPN 1000. Jordan, before we get to UFC 284, because I can't wait to pick your brain on that. How are Chicago Bears fans doing? Like, it's another Super Bowl year. Do they still talk about 85? Like, what, what, what's it like this time of year in Chicago? Well, I, let's put it this way. All the guys from the 1985 team get, still get free drinks, no matter where they go, <laughs> no matter what they do. Uh, but look, you know, this, this is our Super Bowl, and this being the offseason. Number one pick, most amount of cap space, and maybe they finally found their quarterback. So uh, that's what Bears fans are, uh, are excited about. Uh, not so much reflecting or dwelling back on something that happened, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, so that, I mean, that, that's the, that's the status and, and there's really not much else to root for. I mean, both baseball teams stink. Uh, the basketball team is awful and no one even talks about the hockey team. So yeah, it's our Super Bowl with the off season coming up for the Bears. I, I love that you brought up the 85 Bears because I, there are two teams in sports from 37 and 38 years ago. They have more clout than anyone else. Are the 86 Mets yes. and the 85 Bears? It's unbelievable to You're me. You're damn right. But let's go to the current day, Jordan. I know we're here to talk MMA. Actually, let me rephrase. You and Dave are here to talk MMA. I'm here to listen. Um, tell me, though, in the game on Sunday, who do you like? I, I personally see this as a tough matchup. Dave hasn't disclosed yet who he likes, but the majority of our guests have been Philadelphia so far. Yeah, I'm on that same boat. I like Philadelphia. I like them with two and a half. Uh, I just think that they're going to be the better overall team. Uh, They played consistently all year. Uh, And I also like the over. If you want me to add a a secondary play uh, for on Sunday, I also like a lot of points to be scored. But in the end, Philadelphia is the champs. Wow. Okay, so you're going to go with the fly Eagles fly here, lay that point and a half. Very quickly, you mentioned that the Bears feel like they have their quarterback now. You don't have to disclose it, but do you think that – that maybe Ryan, that 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 uh, maybe the front office there could they possibly go quarterback at one, or does it have to be defense? Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I think I think they're going to trade it. I mean, I think Ooh. they're going to trade one and probably trade again and and get a, you know uh, a healthy dose of first round picks, and then and whenever they do select, uh, by all accounts, it's going to be someone either on the defensive line or if they go lower, maybe on the offensive line, but. They're not going quarterback. They, from all I understand, they like Justin Fields. They think he's their guy, and they're going to go and try and protect him uh, and get some weapons for him in the offseason. All right. So the Bears fans don't freak out. They're probably going to. I, I agree. They should trade the one pick. Go down a little bit. Amal and I have been talking about how many quarterbacks going to go in the first round. It would be stunning if the Bears were in play. 
uh, at one and not trade down and still get the defensive player they want. But we'll see what the new front office decides to do in the brain trust there at Hallis Hall. All right, let's get to UFC 284. And again, shameless plug, you got to listen to uh, First Strike. Check it out wherever you get your podcast here because it's already up. So, Jordan, we had a great conversation on Tuesday. Has anything changed between now and then? I've been watching very carefully on social media the interactions between Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky here in this mythical pound-for-pound who's the best fighter in the world at any weight class. Have you gleaned anything differently since our conversation on Tuesday? Not really. And and so the conversation was that I still think Alexander Volkanovsky is tremendously undervalued. I mean, he's the pound-for-pound best fighter we have on the planet. And I think he's a difficult matchup, no matter the weight class. Uh, him going up in competition certainly it's it's questionable because guys going up in weight traditionally have not fared well uh, against the champions of said division. Israel Adesanya immediately comes to mind when he tried to win the light heavyweight championship from Jan Bolhovich and was unsuccessful at that. Look, but I think stylistically these guys match up extremely well uh, with each other. I, actually, I would slightly lean Volkanovski to have the stand-up advantage. So you, you couple that with a guy. In Volkanovski, that hasn't lost a fight in 22 fights in a row. He's fighting in front of his home countrymen. Uh, and, and and just that base. We talked about that base that he comes with. He's a compact fighter. He's going to be a little bit harder for Makachev to take down and control. Uh, so I still think 3-1 to one underdog as the best pound-for-pound fighter we have currently on the planet. Worth a look on on Saturday night if if you're me. I'm right there with you. Up to plus 310 since our conversation. So the betting public's coming in a little bit on Makachev here. Uh, you know, I, I look at the countrymen perspective, right? That you're fighting in front of your countrymen and women. I know that once they lock that cage, those people can't get in, into the octagon and fight for you. But it, we've seen it traditionally with fights in Brazil. Sometimes it can be a positive or a negative. How do you think it's going to affect Volkanovski knowing that he's got his home country people behind him? Yeah, I, I think, well, obviously, I think it's it's motivation if it's anything, but he's just the type of fighter that I don't think is going to be affected, whether he was going into hostile territory, uh, let's say he was fighting this fight in, in Dagestani, Russia, or he was fighting it in Brazil. It doesn't matter to him. Uh, he, he knows what his job is supposed to be. So, look, stylistically, they match up extremely well with each other. I think the question is, is can he handle, you know, if Makachev gets his fight to the ground, his wrestling, his grappling, the Habib 2.0 wrestling, a lot different than your traditional grappler when you get into the octagon. But Volkanovski's showcased before. He's a tough out. Brian Ortega had him dead to rights twice in that title fight, mm. and he survived. He's going to be a difficult guy to get out of there. So uh, the more and more this fight goes, and I believe the more and more this fight goes into the championship rounds, I think it, it certainly favors the fighter in Volkanovski. And look, the, the fight against Armin Sarukian, Makachev's debut in the UFC, very similar fighter. Makachev struggled, albeit he's not the same fighter as he was two, three years ago when they fought. But I, I look at that fight as, as a tall tale sign to what we might see on Saturday night, and that favors, again, Volkanovski. I have a question a little bit off topic from MMA. How many times have people thought you were Bobby Cannavale? <laughs> I get that a lot. And didn't you just bring didn't you bring that up the last time that we chatted? No, I, well? I didn't. I was actually looking at something else, and I thought, but no, I didn't. I'm mad at myself <laughs> that it took me like three years to ask you this question. <laughs> Excellent compliment. Love him. You know what was he just in that that great uh, show on HBO Max? That was outstanding. He's great in Chef uh, with John Cena. So I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you, Amal, it is, for that. It is. You know, I'm sitting here, and Amal's like, you know, I got something to ask Jordan. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be oh, about go. the total. Are we going <laughs> to the championship round? Would you play the over? No. <laughs> Listen, you, you can ask me the country these guys are from. I can tell you the capital city of the country they're from. Look, I said, you know, he asked me one time, how can you know energetic? I said, Listen, you guys know so much about MMA. It would be an insult to both of you and to our our audience for someone like me who's never even seen an entire MMA fight to comment on it. I, I think it's unprofessional when people do that in certain scenarios. But I will say I thought it was an excellent question that you had. Thank and you. I think it was a fair question. Jordan, let's get to the comment here. Yari Rodriguez against Josh Emmett. I love what Emmett said this week that he said basically, look, even if I beat Yair here for the interim featherweight title, it's still Volk's division and I still would not feel like the champion there. What do you make of Emmett? Only plus $1.55 here is the dog. We know how crazy Yair can be with his strikes and his kicks. Are we going to see Emmett try to take this thing down to the ground and try to control him from a wrestling base? 
there's three reasons why I like Josh Emmett and why I think he has value in this fight, certainly as the underdog. One is just you alluded to it, Dave, the wrestling. He's got it in his back pocket. We haven't really seen him showcase before, but he certainly can do it. And Yair Rodriguez has been a fighter uh, susceptible to the takedowns. The other two things are, are Emmett's power. I mean, look, he's got 11 knockdowns in his UFC career. That's more than y- Yair Rodriguez, Islam Makachev, and Alexander Volkanovsky all combined. Uh, so the dude has power. And lately, lately we've seen fights scored that are very close. The judges favoring uh, you know, aggression and, yep. and aggressive striking versus volume. Emmett's last fight against Calvin Cater, uh, Ketlin Vieira's victory over Holly Holm. Josh Emmett hits a lot harder. So Rodriguez might have the volume, the more versatility uh, in the fight. But I think Josh Emmett's got ample opportunity to win this fight. And you're right. I like his mindset coming in. This is this is just for the number one contender to fight Alexander Volkanovsky when he's ready to defend the featherweight title. When I look at uh, Jack Della Maddalena, we know that he's arrived when you go JDM. I don't think we're there yet, right, like GSP. But he's taking on the rude boy in Randy Brown. I mean, the, the advantages, the physical advantages that Randy Brown seems to have here pop out to me as a plus 255 dog. But... You do have the kind of American now going over there in hostile territory. What do you make of that one there in the welterweight division? Look, Randy Brown is no slouch. He's won four fights in a row for a reason, been in the welterweight division and, and against the who's who. And and look, JDM, uh, you know, is is a big up-and-comer, three first-round finishes, uh, and there's a reason why he's fighting Randy Brown. I think the line is is appropriate. I think Jack Delmena, uh, JDM, is, is a special fighter. And Randy Brown has struggled against guys aggressive like JDM. The Vicente Luque fight comes to mind. The Nico Price comes to find, and even the Chaos Williams fight that he won, uh, he was knocked down in that third round. Uh, so I, I think JDM got to put him in a parlay. Probably too much uh, juice delay just for him to win straight up on the money line. Uh, maybe he wins by knockout because Randy Brown is susceptible to the knockout. But I uh, absolutely JD the showcase fight for JDM. Uh, he's going to look good in front of his country, and he's going to walk to the cage. He's just going to walk from his house ten minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait again. Check out First Strike here on VEASAN. And, of course, he's the host of the unnamed MMA pod back there in Chicago. Jordan, enjoy the fights, my friend, and the Super Bowl. We'll catch up again soon. I wanted the wave. I wanted to contribute. Just a wave? Yeah. That was a, I thought that was a nice contribution. Come on back. More Super Bowl talk next here on Big Bets. VEASAN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Before you bet on the big game, check out VEASAN's Big Game Betting Guide and check it out today. The Big Game Betting Guide has favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from all of our VEASAN show hosts and guests. Also, find out what our own legendary sports broadcaster, Brent Musburger, is betting on this game. So to get the guide and all that VEASAN has to offer, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99 today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here, rolling on on this final edition of our show. Before we get to Super Sunday, we always love having Frank Schwab on each and every week, talking all things NFL. Of course, he covers the league and sports betting for Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, you, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're a Denver guy. Now you're out there in Arizona. Did you bring the cold temperatures with you from Denver to Arizona? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I expected to to get a little more sun this week. It's not really playing out that way, so you know, maybe you know, you guys, it better not be cold in Vegas next year. It's cold. It better not be cold for Super Bowl week there when when we get out there a year from now. I, I'm hoping we have frostbite like conditions. <laughs> I want to to minimize the number of people that are here. That's not going to happen next year. (laughs) Yeah, No, I know that. Frank, you're always very astute in terms of betting the NFL. Obviously, you've covered it for a long time, but prop bets as well. Anything that's jumped out to you, one, two, three plays that you may really like that people could potentially get involved in or take a look at? I think just, you know, I I mean, I always lean towards the side. I always like to have a position there. And I I have picked the Eagles. I just think... They're the better team, and I also have used this line a few times. I also worry that I'm picking the 1992 Portland Trailblazers in the NBA Finals, right? Like, how could you go against Mahomes? Like, it just got, like how could you go against Jordan? He's he's just a scary dude to bet against. I know they're against the spread record, isn't that great? But Mahomes seven one and one as an underdog against the spread in his career in a big game, obviously the biggest game. It's scary. It is very scary to go with the Eagles as far as. 
props go. I'm on Hassan Reddick, 30 to 1 to win MVP. I think, look, if the Chiefs win this game, it's going to be Mahomes' MVP, unless something really, really weird happens. I think with the Eagles, a non quarterback winning MVP is a lot, a lot bigger possibility. It hurts. They could win without Hurts having a huge game. And then you look at who could win MVP if it's not Hurts. Maybe one of the running backs. I actually do have a tiny little bit on Kevin Gainwell at 150 to one. I think I got him at. But when I look at the difference makers on this Eagles team, Hassan Reddick is a guy who he had a great season. He didn't probably get the full appreciation for how good he was. I talked to him this week, and he, you know, he feels kind of disrespected by he wasn't even a defensive player of the year finalist, and you know, he was basically saying, "Hey, my stats are my stats. People can hate on me all my all I want, but I think he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder." He has a big game. And I do think Kenneth Gainwell has a big game. I, I'm on his over for yards. I, I just think late in the season, he had the spark, and we see teams late in the year. Sometimes just go with the hot hand. Who's fresh? Who's playing well right now? Miles Sanders isn't a guy who, who demands 25 carries. So I think Gainwell gets enough carries to get over a pretty modest uh, total, which I think is still at 19 and a half. Frank, you, you've been around the block. You know how this works with that two-week uh, off scenario before you get to Super Sunday. With the coaching staff of the Chiefs having all been there, done that, right, from Reed and Biennemi uh, and on down the list, to a relatively new staff in Philadelphia with, say, the, the Steikens and the Jeremy Gannons and even Nick Sirianni, is that a big advantage for the Chiefs because they've, they have been through this process so many times as a staff? I, I do think it's an edge for them. I really do. I mean, look – Andy Reid's record coming off a of bye week isn't a fluke. I mean, what is it now? We're up like what twenty-five and two or whatever Reid is off a of bye week. Four. Wow, unbelievable! And but that's that's not random. I mean, it's because if you give that guy an extra week, they'll figure you out. He's one of, in my mind, one of the ten to fifteen greatest coaches of all time. And in this specific situation, like you said, Super Bowl weeks unlike anything else. It's just. You're dealing with things you just don't deal with in week eight of the regular season or divisional round playoffs. Even this is—it's just such a, a distracting time. But I, look, I trust the Eagles staff; they're good. Sirianni's a really, really smart guy. Gannon's good. Steichen, all these guys—they're they're very smart. They're going to have this team prepared. But I don't think you can replicate the experience. And Reed has been in this spot a few times now. I, I think that really does help them. That does, does it help them enough to win the game? I don't know. But, yeah, it's an answer. I don't think there's any question about that. Who's the one guy that you think for Kansas City besides Kelsey and Mahomes that has to step up if this team's going to be successful? Because I think when you look at Kansas City, there's a variety of people that could potentially emerge or they could hide themselves because you never know with them on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, it's 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 one of those offenses that just it, – it, it, you can't depend on anybody. That's right. the problem. But everybody kind of chips in. Like MVS had the big you know game against the, the Bengals. And I think the key guy is Isaiah Pacheco because when you look at the way the, this Eagles team is built, they they understood it's a passing league. We're going to stop we're going to stop the quarterback. We're we're going to get all these pass rushers. We're going to get great cornerbacks, big time safety and Garner Johnson. We're going to be really really good against the pass. And hey, you got to give up something, and a run defense is going to be that. They're not good against a run. They're they're very below average a run defense. And I think if the Chiefs are going to win this game, they got to get something out of the run game. They can't expect it to be like they've had, where you know Pacheco's just you know kind of bouncing into the line and getting two yards every time. I mean, they really have not run the ball great lately, but they have had games where they've been effective. I think they need to keep the Eagles honest. That pass rush, especially. I think Pacheco, look, I don't think he's going to have 120 yards or anything because they're not going to give him the ball that much, but he needs to be effective on the ground when he does get his number called. He help keep the chains moving and not put everything on Mahomes' shoulders in this game. I really think Pacheco is one of the keys to, hey, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, he's going to have to at least have a, a good, tidy, efficient game. You know, Frank, sometimes the past is prologue, and we see how these teams have gotten to, to Super Sunday. But also, if you look back at some Super Bowls, you get the unexpected, right? With Sean Payton doing the onside kick to begin the second half that really turned the tide against the Colts. The Philly special play for Doug Peterson, you, you maybe shocked Bill Belichick. Which of these staffs do you think would take more of those chances that we haven't seen leading up to Super Sunday? I think it's Reed. I mean, we. We all see these goofy formations and the ring around the rosy <laughs> thing against the Raiders and all that kind of stuff. And again, when you give Andy Reid extra time, it's just like he's a mad scientist drumming this stuff up. And 
maybe the first time staff isn't that comfortable in taking those chances. I I look back. I you know I'm obviously they've replayed Philly Special a ton these past two <laughs> weeks. Every single time I watch it, I I'm struck by I can't believe Doug Peterson called that. I know Nick Foles came, you know, we've all seen the clip. Nick Foles coming to the sideline, hey, you want Philly Philly here? And he thinks about it for a second and then says yes. To do that with 110 million people watching on fourth and goal, and you're running a trick play to have a tight end pass to your quarterback, I can't believe he did it in that spot in his first Super Bowl. So maybe Sirianni's got that in him, too. And he probably does. I mean, he's a guy who is very aggressive, and he'll take chances. He's very confident, obviously. But, you know, if you're asking me which staff is going to kind of break out some, some tricks and some stuff we're not expecting, it's probably the one with a little more experience than the one that, you know, that has the confidence to do that stuff with the whole world watching. Frank, the total is sitting at 51 right now. Any particular lean or feeling on this one? I, I, I think I'm in a minority here, but I, I like the under. I, I just, every time I come into a Super Bowl, I just think that you there's so many nerves involved early on. I mean, I just rewatched Super Bowl 49, the Patriots Seahawks won the last Arizona Super Bowl, and it was 0 0 after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I get it, those, the defense is really good, but you just see teams get really tight early on. They're, I mean, it's, it's human nature. I don't care if Jalen Hurts, even Patrick Mahomes, has been on this stage a bunch of times. You are all of a sudden playing in a Super Bowl, and I always assume low scoring first quarters, teams feeling each other out like a boxing match. So I usually trend toward the under in Super Bowls. I think that's hit four straight years, and there's a reason for that. I really do believe that. 51's a pretty high number. These teams have hit it. I mean, the offense is really, really good, but I'm just going to take the under because I think game flow in a Super Bowl usually dictates that. All right, so Frank's going Philly in the under as the lean's there in the side in the total. Uh, very quickly, Frank, what's the uh, rest of the weekend look like for you? Do you get over to the Phoenix Open on Saturday, check it out a little bit? Are you going to be hunkering down with these teams, getting the final feels before they get to Super Sunday? What do you got to do before the big game? <laughs> yeah, finish writing all my stories from uh, <laughs> from Arizona this week. That's what I got to do first. Uh, just kind of hanging out. I, I, I think I have one party invite tomorrow. Might make it too. You know, I might be a little blurry eyed on Sunday. Think it, thankfully, I can sleep in late kickoff. So Beautiful. yeah, we're done with the teams. I, I mean, that, that's the, the our last availability with the teams was yesterday. So we're done seeing them until Sunday and. Hopefully can enjoy the rest of the week here in Arizona. Very quickly, Frank, to that end, do you think that now that the availability with the media is done and now they're really locked in for the next 48 hours, you guys can go out and have fun as the media. Does anything change for them? Do you think now they're like, all right, now we're really going to put in our game plan? Yeah, no, I think most teams, the way they – I haven't, I didn't ask you either coach specifically this week, but I think most teams – Put it in last week. Yeah, they they try to get it before they come here, so then they're just fine tuning things. I think this extra time. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of different stuff, right? Like we see these guys so much. I mean, by, by the end of Thursday, we don't want to see them. But I think the extra time there allows them to get a little nervous about this game. A lot of time with our thoughts uh, from here on out. Frank, great stuff as always. We love having you on each and every week here leading up to the biggest game of the year. So enjoy the rest of your time in Arizona, my friend, and, and enjoy Super Sunday for sure. Yep, appreciate it, guys. There he is, Frank Schwab, everybody. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Yahoo Schwab. Come on back. Finishing touches before we get to Super Sunday. Big bets here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. Football fans, the championship game is set, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Win big with tons of special on Super Sunday. Get same game parlay, bet and get live, bet and get, and football squares game. You can win up to 10K in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this football season. All you have to do is place a $10 wager or more in qualifying bets. You're going to get a square in the house. If your numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiverSquares.com. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here, putting the finishing touches. On our final show, before we get to Super Sunday, I'm all very quickly, very easily, just give out the final score so people can win on the Bet River Squares game. 27-24. There it is. Seven I have no four. idea. I just said that just simply because uh, I knew you were going to stare at me until I gave you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> they say that uh, I, I did a little research on this. Not a whole lot. A little. Is that what they say? 7-7 seven, seven is not a good number to get. Like, they don't hit at the end. The ones that you want, 0-0. Zero, zero. Because Frank just alluded to it, like Seattle, New England, the end of the first quarter, zeros, right? That Patriots-Rams game, I think, was ending on zeros for a long time before it went 13-3. There's no rhyme or reason to this, people. But... I haven't done a Super Bowl squares ever in my life. Oh, All thank God. You should have brought you have you about uh, no okay. I have not you should have brought this up with Jordan Sherwood because oh is he, he a big squares he, oh my gosh he, he does a huge one he texts me every single year get in my squares game get in my squares game has for like ten years straight <laughs> I first of all I love the guy but you know take a hit I don't, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna play your squares game first of all it's so arbitrary it is completely arbitrary I mean it's like. Give me a break. Well, like you imagine, like think about the the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. First play of the game is a safety. Right. They're going to your square. They're going to your sevens and zeros. Yeah. Those are out the board. You got a two on the board. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's going to be some randomness. Let's get our, our final thoughts here on the Super Bowl, Amal, before we actually get to kick here in, in about what forty eight hours plus. Will there be like you know th- that's a popular prop to play? Will there be a safety? Like how do you how do you handicap for some of these? scenarios where you go, well, okay, good defenses. You got a good punter. Maybe you pin them deep. You could have the advent of that. It does seem like a lot of this is kind of luck at the draw. It is, but I think with these two teams, with their quarterbacks and their mobility, I think it'll be tough. I think both of them are good at quarterback sneaks. So I don't see a scenario where it probably occurs that way. Uh, I, I would go no on the safety here, but the odds are probably too high to be able to bet that. If I gave you as a prop of will there be a, a successful two-point conversion, which is clearly out there mm-hmm. if you shop around. Now, you know, I remember early on when the two-point conversion became in vogue in the NFL, and Mike Tomlin was like the first guy to start going for two, yeah. remember, after uh, every first score. Sirianni's got a little bit of that in, in him too, where he tends to go for two sometimes. You go, why are you going for two here? Do you think anybody pushes the envelope before they absolutely need to, or would this be a game coached closer to the vest? No, I think it's one that could be very successful simply because if you have an offsides or if you have a penalty yeah. on the extra point, and let's say it goes awry or on an ex, uh, after a touchdown, it would be a great opportunity to go for it from the one-yard line. I think this is one that could come into play. You know, we don't have a Brett Maher situation here where you go, man, the guy just can't make him. Right. But Bucker has not been the same guy since come, he's been injured. A lot this year. Do you look at the kicking situation and say that certainly plays into the handicap? Yeah, I think with the elements being so perfect in the dome in Glendale, yep. I don't think it's going to be a factor. So for me, 
I wouldn't necessarily look at that, but that was one I was going through and said, eh, I don't think this is going to occur here with these two kickers. Another popular way to go if you want to maybe extract more value is the alternate spreads, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to see people that go, man, I'm, I've got a conviction. Eagles are the better team. I don't yeah. want to lay the one and a half. I'll lay the three and a half, and I'll get some solid plus money. Heck, I'll get really bold and go six and a half. Right. Is there, if one team were to blow out the other, which team do you think would have the better opportunity in these alternate spread markets? No, I feel like Philadelphia would. I think it's going to be tougher for Kansas City to blow out the Eagles in this particular situation. But when do you see the Chiefs really get blown out with Patrick Mahomes? Rare. Yeah. And we saw in the Super Bowl, ironically, a couple years ago against Tampa Bay. But, but we that could... was a little different. They had three injuries on the offensive right. line. I thought that was a huge factor. And again, it is interesting because if we just had theoretically a completely healthy 15, Mm-hmm. What is this number? Because right now it's still Eagles one and a half. The totals of fifty-one. If we there was no question about the high ankle sprain, which ironically I don't know how many more questions we know, we have because we saw him play on it two weeks ago and still be effective enough to beat the Bengals, a team we think is really good. So why is this number still one and a half if we're not saying that Mahomes is going to be that compromised? Uh, I, I think simply because when you look at his inability to move around the way he does. We didn't see it except on that fourth was a it wasn't a fourth down play, the third down play against Cincinnati where he scrambled and gets to the sideline and then yep. the, the late hit call that put them in field goal range. But, but he did get away from tacklers there. Well, that he's going to be able to do, right? He needs to be able to do that. Otherwise, if you're sitting there like, you know, when Brady would just office in the pocket would collapse and he would go down, you're right. in trouble because you're going to see that happen against this Philadelphia team. They're going to be able to generate a pass rush throughout the game at certain uh, various times. So if you're Mahomes, you've got to pick your spots if you're not completely healthy to be able to run. But I think we'll get an idea fairly quickly in terms of what he's able to do. Yeah, and again, I know that you are one of those guys certainly look for in-game scenarios mm-hmm. here. Are you going to look to see how the first quarter plays out and then adjust accordingly? Yeah, absolutely. I want to see what one of these teams is able to do and go from there. You'll get a feel for it and, and kind of judge based on that. Because, again, we've talked about where sometimes you get those traditional, like Frank Schwab just alluded to it in our last segment, you get those jitters right in that first quarter. And maybe teams are a little bit tighter than they normally would. You don't take that fourth down and three – you punt it, right? You play things a little bit closer to the vest. And then once you get in the flow of the game, maybe you start gunslinging a little bit more. Yeah, no question about it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see early on because you talked about – Throughout the course of the playoffs, Philadelphia's been so effective when they get the opening drive. Right. So if Kansas City decides to either kick off or, excuse me, uh, take the ball in the second half, what have you, how does Philadelphia do? And if they don't score on the opening drive, does that have an impact on the Eagles at all? Well, here's the weird thing. And again, we don't know who's going to win the coin toss, right? right? But to me, these are both teams that love to get the ball first right. and jam it right down your throat, go up 7 nothing, and put you behind the eight ball from the get-go. So if, if you're playing that cat and mouse game, do you defer or do you say, no, 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 no. We're going to be aggressive from the jump, especially for the Eagles, because they love to play with the lead, right? Even more so than the Chiefs. If you're Nick Sirianni, if you win the toss, do you accept it? Which does not seem to be common practice in 2023 NFL football. If I'm the Eagles, I'm taking the ball. Well, I think me, you should too. You're either team you do what you're normally naturally comfortable with, right? I if, think most have deferred this season with the uh, – I read an article earlier. Most, both these teams have deferred more often than ta- than taking the ball. I think if you're the Eagles, I'd be a little bit concerned about the pop. I think the one way the Eagles can get in trouble here is if they fall behind big early, right? I, I that might be a little a little trouble, a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts. So I'd I'd want the ball first if I'm the Eagles. Everybody kept deferring like the Niners against the Eagles, and I'm like, dude, take the ball. Try to get a lead on them. And I know that's not what everybody defers. That's what everybody does now. But look at your skill set. Look what your team does. I think it would behoove Philadelphia if they win the toss to take the ball. Maybe, but, you know, college may not be the best example, but in college football, everybody defers. Right. And, you know, there are teams with elite offenses that don't do that. I mean, they still kick off and take the ball in the second half. So I, if I was cheering for one particular side, let's say I was cheering for the Chiefs here, mm-hmm. I would want Philly to have the ball first. Mm. Because if you get a stop. But teams don't get that stop. That's the problem. Because yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, if you get the stop, then it's it's like a double win, right? But teams struggle to stop them. And Sirianni is more aggressive on that first drive traditionally, going for it on fourth and shorts. They try to take seven minutes off the clock and be up 7 nothing. 
I mean, that, that's that's been their formula this year. I get that, but I feel like when you get the ball to start the second half, it's mentally a huge advantage. You could be in a tie game. You could be down. You could be up, especially if you're up and you're getting the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it changes the dynamic of how things could play out. And if you're Philadelphia, I understand why you'd want to take the ball first, though. Yeah, all right, we got about 90 seconds to go, so it's down to the brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna, winning? What's the score? I don't know what the score is going to be, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I, I feel like the whole world's on Philadelphia. And, you know, look, I get the points that people are making, but this is not the 85 Bears. And Philly was fortunate enough in terms of who they had to play in the postseason. Daniel Jones and the Giants absolutely had no business really being in that matchup against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. No Brock Purdy. There's uh, 49ers self-destructed in that game. They got the benefit of that Devontae Smith fourth down call. Uh, I like Kansas City and Mahomes. This is a legacy game for him. I'm going to take the better quarterback. The NFL, we always talk about week after week, is about the quarterback. And to me, that's where the difference is going to be. Kelly Bidlin, you're on the spot. What do you got? 34-27 Philadelphia Eagles. MVP? Jalen Hurts. I'm you didn't say with, with the same conviction. I didn't think about that one as much. <laughs> I'm rolling with the mall Shaw on this one. I like the Chiefs. I'm going to roll with 15. Like Frank Schwab said, I'm going to wake up Monday and go, I bet on the 92 Trailblazers against Michael Jordan. No, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. He's my MVP at plus $1.30, and I do lean towards the over. I think we're getting more points than people think. Yeah, nobody ever woke up betting the NBA Finals against LeBron and said that. <laughs> A cheap shot at the King on the way out. King, uh, I didn't know he's from England. Great show as always. Don't go anywhere. The final countdown is next here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 